0: what's up y'all I'm JJ McCorvey I'm a journalist who writes about business and blackness
2: And I'm Shayna Watson, a fashion industry professional and writer with my eye on the social and cultural impacts of trends and style. And And this this is is Yo Business. business. You know what song stuck in my head? In a 90s kind of world, I'm I'm glad I got my girl. girl. I just feel like that. Yeah, keep your head up. That's right. Maybe it's because I put these 90s twists in today. It is
0: very (laughs) 90s. I'm getting like very poetic justice. Yes, yes, yes. But because it's you, it's also, like, very trendy, and mm. I feel like it's new. Mm. You have these, like, high-fashion pants.
2: <laughs> yoga, yoga leggings.
0: Oh. <laughs> I would know. Yeah. That's, like, that's why you in fashion, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm, um, the, I'm the lowly, like, reporter.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that was a big tangent, but that was just, like, stuck in my head, and I couldn't get it out, but... Hey, I'm
0: down, I'm always down with starting with the 90s uh, yeah. black sitcom oh. theme song. Let's every, okay. hey, it. Okay. I mean, still, there's, <laughs> enough. There's,
2: there's enough. There's enough. Yes. Let's see how far we can get. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Without Googling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, down I'm, with I'm it. for it. I'm okay. Down with well, it. we know that one. Um. So how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, like... The world keeps turning and lighting itself on fire, but we're here.
0: (laughs) We're still alive. We're still here. Um, So we had a very good episode. Well, actually... It wasn't any old episode. It was our first official episode, the last one. Um, We had uh, Mark Rutledge from uh, one of the largest credit ratings agencies in the country. He's a VP there, and he told us all all about um, tools that he uses to uh, keep up with uh, news about companies and how they help him, those tools uh, help him to invest in the stock market. So um, what did you take from that what have you put into place since
2: so literally maybe the next day I well Monday whenever I got into work I like reached out to my HR to ask how I can update my 401k nice. and like change the settings so that it can start to have a portion of it be invested into the bonds that Mark oh. was talking about he really catapulted me to be like you can do better tomorrow right. like right. today right. Right. it doesn't you don't have to like make a certain amount I feel like that when he said that, that pushed me to be like, yeah, I I wish I would have been doing it at 40K too. And now at what I'm making now, like no better time to start. Um, and then I also started searching for a financial planner.
0: Nice. So, so it's like, making all the I'm worries.
2: trying because it's just like, when you think about... Oh, and I downloaded sorry. I downloaded this app called Robinhood that a lot of people are using mm-hmm. to like play in the stocks and I'm going to just start with like $50 and see what I can just to like become more comfortable cuz I think that that was a big thing that he said too was like it's about being comfortable. This isn't rocket science. Right. And this is all human made. So right. as humans, so we, can, we understand can understand it. it. Yes. Yep. And so he really pushed me to just say like what is stopping you from doing this smarter? Yeah. No, and nothing. Now that you have the knowledge, nothing's stopping you.
0: Good, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I haven't made any of those money moves really, but I'm on it. But I, I thought that was really cool because that is what we will be doing on this podcast. We're learning with our listeners because a lot of this things, uh, I, I, because a lot of these things, we don't know. Ourselves. No, and, so, and we're
2: not doing the right thing. Right.
0: <laughs> but also, if we're like two, like, you know, smart, intelligent, like black professionals who are in our 30s who are trying to learn these things, then I know a lot of other people like us um, want to get better at them, too. So um so yeah that's that that's kind of why we're doing this.
2: Yeah, that was for sure my takeaway. I appreciate it. And that like makes me excited. I feel like the guests that we have coming up today did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you saw, I was like taking notes because I'm like, I want to start this immediately. Yeah. Um, and just like a little introduction, we have attorney Danaka Perry, mm-hmm. Esquire. Esquire Um, she owns her own law firm, which is insane, and yep. she's really just Coming to speak to all the business owners existing and hopefuls, Mm -hmm. which should be all of us, you know, all the entrepreneurs about the steps to making it official through an LLC and what the difference between that and being in corporate and just like everything that we I literally had no idea about.
0: When your passion turns into a business, how do you know that?
2: Right. So I'm excited for that coming up later. Me too. How are you? What's up in your world?
0: I'm good. You know, I'm just... uh, trying to make it yeah. <laughs> in a in a good way. I, yeah. You know, I um a lot of uh I've gotten a lot of reminders lately of my worth. Mm. Um and I'm very thankful for that. You know, sometimes when you're trying new things and you um start to stake out your own like identity and brand mm-hmm. uh, apart from um the identities and brands that you've kind of hidden under Mm -hmm. you know over the years um it can be scary but um I've gotten a lot of reminders that uh I have a very distinct voice and point of view and that people um are willing to uh pay for that yeah (laughs) yeah and I have something that is needed so um yeah I'm just I'm just grateful I'm just grateful even when it's like You know, my schedule is really full.
2: Are you ready to delve into your business?
0: Let's delve, girl.
2: (laughs) What's happening? What garbage is happening?
0: (laughs) So, you know... This is not, this is something that's not necessarily garbage, but of course there are potentially garbage implications.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there is a new uh, internet technology that people need to know about called 5G. Mm-hmm. Um, and 5G is basically like what it sounds is kind of like the next level. Of 4G. Inter- yeah. It's like the next, um, you know, more a more faster, more powerful internet connection um, that our mobile phones will use um, and that devices can use to connect to the internet. So like you think about like a lot of the internet connected stuff that we have in our homes today, whether it be like TVs or cameras Mm -hmm. or your Alexa or whatever. um, Pretty soon this is going to be kind of the standard. Um, A lot of uh, municipalities across the country are like looking into 5g. So it's pretty soon. This will be the standard, uh, the next standard for internet connectivity. Um, There are a lot of, There are a lot of advantages for this. So, um, you know, think about uh, your car. Like, a lot of cars have internet connections as well. Right. Um, A lot of our devices become smarter. Um, But... But you
2: know what happens with that that I I don't think people think about is, like... I don't know if you notice sometimes when um, a plane flies over my apartment the Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi drops Mm -hmm. and I think it's because planes are more powerful with their Wi-Fi and it's just like a lot of signals and so I always feel like do they think about that as like what else is it going to have to cut off or cut through or send extra rays to us because now we're all on this super powerful and it's in everybody's cars and airplanes and everyone has a computer in their hand walking around all day. Right.
0: Well I think that's kind of part of it so like 5G would be like a more like a stronger connection so they can handle more devices mm. and be able to do more precise and detailed things. Yeah. Of course the downside of that is uh you know that also means it'll be easier to surveil people. Right. and to watch us and track us and you know our your mobile towers or t-mobile towers or whatever not Um, (laughs) t-mobile do you have t-mobile that's who i got oh i I love it really um i've never
2: never, t-mobile's the only one i've never had yeah
0: yeah i never had at&t and that's who i have maybe i've lucked out on that yeah but (laughs) um but yeah so so with 5g it makes it easier also to keep tabs on you you know if um God forbid, like, your a 5G tower got hacked or, <clears throat> um, you know, think about mobile, think about advertisers who will want to, you know, get your data uh, to advertise directly to you on your phone. Like, your location becomes more precise. With any new technology, there are downsides, too. A few of those other downsides are, one, that Trump, of course... So,
2: you know it has to be bad.
0: <laughs> right. He's already, like, pushing for the government to own... the 5G. Does he have
2: stock in it or something?
0: Probably. Has to. Probably. Um, He's already like forming, uh, forming like a a plan or a team to get the government involved in, um, in designing a system to allow uh, government to interact on a wholesale basis with wireless providers. Um, Peter Thiel, who's like a venture capitalist um, and a Trump supporter uh, is also, um, kind of pushing for this he's involved because one of these companies that's helping he's an investor in um so uh, you know so that's one so just the specter of like the government
2: Being owning everything. the next phase
0: of the internet the- is and, like, scary
2: that's very scary it's
0: also like china right <laughs> like china has its own like kind of walled off internet so that to me just kind of like what is- and we already have seen that trump has a proclivity for uh authoritarianism mm-hmm. and for dictators around the world. So
2: we can need you to- imagine like that controls everything. Yeah. It's so 1984. It controls, yeah. You know how I feel about that book? I read it every couple years again, yeah. and every time I read it, I'm shook at like how yeah. like, spot on how George Orwell was. Yeah
0: um so yeah so that's that's what's happening with 5g on the other hand if it's going to be the new standard are we thinking about who are we can we think on the outset right of who will need access to this next level um type of internet connection because there are already low-income communities that don't have access to broadband you right, know, like, yeah. can we talk? Let's back up. Let's and talk, talk about, about yeah. broadband. And so, those are neighborhoods and communities that don't have like great internet connections or no internet at all, which mm-hmm. means like also no business, no black owned businesses can flourish in that neighborhood without like some extra equipment to like get you know? So, it's just like on and on and on.
2: Right. And you know what's hard though, when you think about technology being I don't even know if it's equal parts, but technology being inclusive and very much exclusive, even with technology, like you go to places and I enjoy these places, but I call this out. You go to places like Sweet Green that don't take cash. Mm. And it's like, so if I'm a homeless person and I am able to or I'm a a person experiencing homelessness, Mm. I want to stop saying homeless people. Um, And I was able to collect $15 today. You're telling me I can't walk in here and get a salad. Right.
0: Or even if you're not homeless, but just don't have... Don't have
2: a bank account.
0: Accounts or cards. Yeah. You know, like, if you're a cart-only restaurant, what does that say about who you're serving? Or, you know, very explicitly saying who you want to serve right. in this neighborhood. So, something a little more fun, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, have you been watching the Red Table Talks? Yes. Well, should we tell listeners what the Red Table Talks are before, oh, yeah. I, before I get into...
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Jada Pinkett Smith and her mom and Willow Smith have this kind of like multi-generational talk around this red table. And it's like recorded in the the huge compound that the Smiths have. Um, And she's had guests on like, who's been on there?
0: I mean, I know Will has been
2: on there. Will's been on there. That was a good episode. Leah Remini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. talking about Scientology. And she she does really bring a personal aspect in it. Because like her and Leah Remini had a falling out because of the Scientology stuff. And mm. so then they were able to talk about that. It's like people... I think Kid Cudi was on there. Or one of those rappers talking mm-hmm. about um, his drug addiction. And like, so it, it gets very personal. Yeah. Mm. Um, and she had that Jane Elliot. No, who's that lady? That's like, would you want to be like a black person?
0: What? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Isn't her name? I don't even know her name, but why did I know ex- immediately ex- who you were yeah, talking about? Yeah, because you know
2: she's like, would you raise your hand if you would want to be treated like a black person? Right, nobody and raises, their, raises hand. their hand. And one raised their hand because they know. <laughs> and then she also did that like blue eye brown eye study that taught children about discrimination. White children. Um, so she has guests like that on, and it's only through Facebook.
0: The latest uh, Facebook watch, uh, Red Table Talk, Mm -hmm. was um, about Jordan Woods. Woods, Yes.
2: Um, Who you, you were like, who is she? Who is this person? Why is she famous?
0: And she's famous because.
2: She's Kylie Jenner's best friend. Right.
0: So immediately, right. I'm just out of the conversation. Right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That does happen all. And you know, I don't talk about Kardashian Jenner's often, but every time I do, you're like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Like just silent. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Um, there's a K, I don't know. Yeah, I
2: got it. Um,
0: but my issue is as often is the case with Facebook, because you know, this um I was looking on uh on the 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 webpage Uh for the actual viewing. Like if you if you go to the, it's, it's called Jordan Woods Shares the Truth, with, um, which is the title of the Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. And it's liked or reacted to like almost 300,000 times. Mm-hmm. There's 370, 377,000 comments, 200,000 shares. And if you look on who's liking, who's commenting, um, most of them are black folks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are people of color.
2: Yeah, because we love the Smith.
0: Because we love the Smiths But mm-hmm. also Facebook Has been searching For a viral hit For this Facebook watch um, Platform Yeah And actually Very recently They just started Like cutting a lot Of the The content um, That wasn't like Getting a lot of views And so Now they finally have This viral hit Featuring three black women That gets a lot of likes some views And clicks From the black community And, and uh,
2: Will Will has a show now too Oh wonderful Bucket list
0: Wonderful um, which is all cool, and I'm, you know, anything that centers um, blackness, I'm I'm cool with, and I love seeing this intergenerational um, co- these intergenerational conversations and sharing of knowledge and and viewpoints. At the same time, it makes you remember that Facebook still has minimal r- black representation internally at right. best. You know, like for one, not a single black person in leadership. Um, There's not a single black person in leadership on Facebook's product team. The people who actually build, you know, the platforms and the things that you watch and use to share and like and message. Only 1% of Facebook's engineers and coders are black. 3% are Hispanic that's been basically the same over the past four years (laughs) but yet it needed the smiths and people who follow the smiths which are mostly us at least have some people who look like us building the products that we're using right um so i can't it's hard for me to just like go to facebook and be like oh yay red table toss jada they look so good right
2: and i guess for me like whenever i support it i never think about supporting facebook although i am same way when i'm like sharing influencers that i love on instagram i don't think about it supporting instagram i think about it supporting the black entity um but you know this like whole to me concept of what i call digital blackface because it's like blackface and minstrel shows started out because blackness has always sold Mm. and so the best way to do that if you're not a black person is to either have a black person that you own do it or put a black mask on and do it and so
0: so who's doing what this time
2: they're they have a black person that they own doing it Mm. and so it's like then you get to reap all the benefits of the blackness that has always sold and you don't have to get your hands dirty with the actual black people or Mm. the actual black stuff yeah um So, yeah, I see. I feel like I still like to support um, blackness where I see it. Yeah. You know, they've kind of trapped us in a place where we definitely need them, which is smart on their part. Mm -hmm. But... Um, All Are you ready for your business of fashion news this week? You know I always have some fashion news. So Gap, who is the parent company of Banana Republic and uh, Old Navy and Intermix, um, kind of did a shakeup this week where they spun off Old Navy. So Old Mm -hmm. Navy has been the only brand under the Gap umbrella that's been just like, I think I read that they were carrying like 80% of what they were making was from Old Navy. Really? Because mm-hmm. you figure Gap and Banana Republic were before H&M and Zara. Mm-hmm. And so people were willing to go there and go get their khakis for whatever price or right. go get. But when those people came out, people were like, why am I going to go to Gap and get these jeans for triple the price? Although right. I know people that will still just shop at Gap religiously. But um, when I could just go to an H&M. But Old Navy still got some of that space where it was like, the whole family could shop here. Right. The sales were always crazy, the prices were always crazy. So Gap did something which like I always connect business to real life cuz Gap did something that really spoke to me on a life level. Mm-hmm. They evaluated and said we are holding this person back. Mm. Like Old Navy's doing great and the only reason that they can't flourish as much is because our name's connected whatever
1: temperatures this winter brings. Your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. to it and we're not
2: doing well and uh, so they let old navy go right. and so like i just like that really spoke Come to me analogy. yeah that really spoke to me on like reevaluating some things that you've been connected to for a minute right. and if you recognize that you can't seem to move forward right. it's like might be time for you to let each other gap go
0: still has not figured out what they're offering. What the no yeah.
2: and so gap is gonna keep Gap, Banana Republic, and they have like an athletic one, an athletic brand, they're going to keep that and then let Old Navy spin off to its own thing under a different name. Mm. Um, and the shareholders were really happy about this. The stocks increased instead of the expected decrease okay. like 25% in after hours trading we'll because get- right? It was just like a smart move and um, they're predicting that Old Navy could have a 10 billion plus valuation now that it's dic- disconnected from Gap.
0: But well, what does that mean like this is it just like the brand is separate now mm-hmm. and like come on a complete
2: under a different, different ownership yeah well i don't i i feel like the ownership's always tough but i definitely not connected to it in a financial sense mm-hmm. and so we saw this in 2017 with uh coach mm-hmm. so coach then in 2017 became tapestry and tapestry then owned coach kate spade and Stuart weitzman mm-hmm. so that if stuart weitzman did badly which i don't think they have but if they did then it wasn't like coach is doing badly stuart Mm -hmm. weitzman is you know and so it's Mm -hmm. like the power of a name change yeah um but
0: so is it like mostly branding like yes yeah it's very
2: much about branding and very much about public perception Mm -hmm. um there's other companies out in this space that i guarantee that people who don't follow fashion closely, don't know that they're parent companies.
0: Right. I didn't know until like, maybe until I started covering business that I really kind of realized, oh, these are owned by the... Yeah.
2: But I just felt like this was an interesting business story, even for entrepreneurs to think about the naming and the power of what your name is connected to Mm -hmm. and how sometimes, and how reinvention is totally always necessary yes. like the people have been saying gap and other similar american all-american retailers were on their way out because they just refused to change yeah. they refused to do anything different yeah. and there's no telling that if gap will take this time to like reinvent themselves but at least they were smart enough to know that like if they want anything to keep working yeah. they need to make some changes i
0: used to call uh jeans from old navy like carpenter jeans Cause they just made me feel like I should be like wearing a tool belt or something or something. Cause like, were they cargo? <laughs> no, they were just like, <laughs> but I mean like literal carpenter, like, oh. <laughs> like I was about to go like paint a house or something. I like,
2: don't think I have any old Navy jeans.
0: But they, but that's what I'm saying. Like uh, if over the past like three years or so, old Navy has really like stepped up. Like, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I remember a day like in like the mid two thousands where like I would, Never, Never buy jeans from yes. Old Navy. And now I I do shop there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh let me hit up this little this little twenty-five percent off sale. Um but so what so as old navy's quality kept going up, was Gap just like, well, we're Gap, so we'll rest on the,
2: the name? Yeah, I think they were resting on the name and they were... Gap is like a baby boomer brand. Gap mm-hmm. has been out for a very long time and mm-hmm. I think that they were resting on the fact that this is what's always worked, which, like, I know that mantra when you work mm-hmm. for one of these older companies. Like, this is what we've always done. People come to us for this. That That's what happens. Behind the walls of these companies that have been around since before, the majority of us that worked there were even a twinkle in our parents' eyes. Right. Um, um, they say this is what's always worked people come to us for the fishermen button downs people mm-hmm. come to us for chinos and it's like maybe the baby boomers came to you for that we don't have to come yeah, to you for work that until it doesn't right it work. and so i think that this this was at least gap recognizing that people aren't coming to you
0: right and then you think about like the fast fashion trend like h&m is our uh, mm-hmm. like like people aren't like to your point people aren't trying to go pay like 60 70 dollars for right. jeans when we just like need a quick pair
2: or right something. or if they are because there are people that will you have to I'm not,
0: just to let me <laughs> No, I'm you
2: sure. know i thrifted literally everything i own <laughs> so somebody paid 70 dollars, but it wasn't me um you know something that is the next step because fast fashion as convenient as it is for us is awful for the world Mm -hmm. and like awful for the environment awful for labor awful it's just Mm -hmm. not good and like if I'm gonna pay $70 is it because this is like recycled plastic or is it because I pay $70 and you give half of it to buy clothes for? you know what I mean like is there
0: make it make it more explicit like Give me a reason to pay to want to
2: pay. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not the quality. If your quality hasn't increased and, you know, I work in production and sourcing. That's a It's not the quality. Right. Ooh. Um <laughs> I work in production and sourcing. And it's like, so I also know how much it costs to make this. Right. And I also know who's making it. Mm. And it's like. So they ain't fooling
0: you. No. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. So knowing all of that. But I just feel like that was an interesting spin. And like, you know, anyone interested in similar to what mark was saying like using this data to then influence like the minute this news dropped a guy on my team was like looking at his gap stock and figuring mm-hmm. out you know because like these, this is the kind of news that then shapes what we should be doing yeah. and like is it time to sell it is it time to um so yeah so it just kind of stuck out to me as being like this is the real life stuff that impacts what we're doing in our investing yeah yeah, and then this was like a, I mean, every week politically is nuts, but I feel like this was like a really, with the Cohen.
0: The testimony in front of Congress, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I I didn't watch it, but I saw clips, and I saw Cohen basically just singing like a bird, but also not really being asked any substantive questions from Re- Republicans, mm-hmm. um, of course, and so it it, it kind of made me sad. Not only because I mean I won't I'm not one to romanticize the past in this country. There'll be no "Make America Great Again" coming from uh, coming out of my mouth. No. But I do remember a time when um, there there were politicians and um, government officials who could who were serious about protecting this slippery slope down toward disaster Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it comes to our government. And so you saw, like, people during the Watergate um, hearing on both sides, you know, like, saying, this was wrong. Is it true that you did this, blah, blah, blah. And here, you saw the complete opposite, where there were Democrats like AOC, like, Alexandro ocasio Cortez asking the very pointed questions, right? And then you saw like other people, like uh, Mark Meadows, who were just like, you know, uh, protecting Trump, saying he's not a racist, and saying, oh, he has this one person who's who works this one black woman who works in HUD. So how can he be a racist? Who
2: is like such a? Uh, I was talking to my <laughs> so my dad. My dad worked for HUD for some years, uh-huh. and I was talking to him about her today, and he's like, I don't like these puppets they put in front yeah and he always he works for a company now that does housing developments and he always tells them I don't want to be your leader because you're not going to put me up front as a puppet and then make decisions for my community behind me let me get in let me get yeah and I'm out
0: there are a lot of us who are cool with being the puppet Mm -hmm. if it means a check you know and so um yeah it was just yeah it just kind of it was a spectacle obviously obviously and I expected it to be right um So I don't have like deep thoughts on it. I'm just ready for it all to be over. And I don't think it's going to be.
2: Is it going to lead to.
0: I don't think so. Me neither. I I think I think what is going to end up happening is. Voters will just have to make a smart decision in 2020. You know, I don't I just don't
2: see. Which I don't feel I don't feel confident about either.
0: I don't either. But (laughs) I'm also increasingly not confident that all these things that we're learning about Trump. Um, are going to, you know, push for uh, create a momentum for impeachment. The Republicans still have the Senate. Yeah, I don't. You know, impeachment will need both both um, branches um, or both uh, parts of Congress to approve. And Trump is just going to be Trump until people wise up and vote him out. Right. So yeah that's that's what i felt about
2: it (laughs) yeah i mean and we can move on because i feel like i don't have much to say about that either and it's like i we've already said that i feel like when his time is up he's not gonna go quietly regardless and so i feel like some of this is just building the case that he can he can and literally has done everything that should push him out and he's still there so exactly it's mind-blowing yeah. But speaking of your fave AOC, yeah, what about? It? Did you hear that the right wing has been coming for her this week, saying that she like did something shady to pay her boyfriend out of the campaign funds?
0: I did not see that. Tell me more.
2: So <laughs> apparently, here's
0: Housewives of Atlanta star Peter Thomas arrested in Miami. Peter? <laughs> I just opened the link and, and Peter's mugshot. was. No,
2: talking. what did he do? Peter's uh, like 80 years old. Okay,
0: sorry, listeners. We in real quick. So, um, he's... For writing
2: fraudulent checks. I mean... Peter! But why are you... That's why him and Cynthia didn't work, I oh. feel like, because she was just like... I'm not going to be a part of these businesses right. that you're right. I, I can smell a shenanigans. Right. I'm glad Cynthia. I'm glad Cynthia got out before that yeah. was connected to her.
0: Okay, so back <laughs> <laughs> hitting back on, on the browser. Um,
2: yeah. So there was there's accusations that she paid her boyfriend who <laughs> it looks like a lumberjack. Um, <laughs> three thousand dollars and then less than three weeks later another six thousand for and said that it was for consulting work.
0: This is also like on the New York Post, which is like well notoriously and,
2: but I so I've seen it yeah the two the two things I've seen were New York person, Post and Fox News so I'm like oh I'm sure you guys are gonna like yeah. really run with this story right. but I just didn't know if you heard but like you also we we've always said like people are gonna be constantly coming yeah, for I said her because she's saying so much truth yeah. they don't want that
0: I feel like a lot of people in power, they're okay with, like, saying we need to be more diverse, we need to, you know, be more inclusive in government, and we need to think about, you know, uh, people of color and create more, you know, incentives and uh, programs uh, to fix the wealth gap and all blah, blah blah. But once you start really talking about upsetting the power structures, like...
2: And lifting the covers up yeah, to how it works.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the Like, did you see that video when she, um... She like it was like a game show that she created. It was like in 5 minutes she just like ran down all these questions for um uh, uh, for these experts on election funding. Mm-hmm. Um and who can like raise money, who can and who gets to, you know, uh take money from different packs and then also write the laws for those issues. And it was like in five minutes, she just elucidated like so many things that people didn't know about and it, that, that went viral. It's like she is like, to your point, lifting the covers. Yep. And I think that they are so mad about it.
2: Yes. And, and she's like brown or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's just like. And she's, and she's like brown or whatever. or whatever. You know, I never know what people are, <laughs> but she's brown.
0: Yes, she is. Okay, Uh
2: so I'm sure that makes him angry too. And she's a woman, and she's young, and she got a red lip and hoops in. Like you know, she's just gonna shake it up. Right,
0: she's self possessed. Yeah. Um, and then I'm I'm also looking at like how much money is involved. Yeah, and I'm like, like, don't even get me started about this money, uh, right? Republicans, yeah.
2: But that was it. I just, I thought just because you love her, so I didn't know. if you I didn't her. say I
0: love her. I yeah, said you came for her, but
2: she's like, I feel like she hasn't given you a reason not to. She hasn't yet. given you
0: a reason not to. I'm just, I'm nervous because, as you, as you know, every time like we get a champion, you know, um, it's, it does.
2: Yeah, but it, I think it, that's it, the it's lesson. Only, it's only
0: an amount of time before something happens,
2: the, and I think that's the lesson of like not putting people on a pedestal and not expecting perfection from right. everyone They're saying
0: this person is doing good right now right
2: mm-hmm. yes i'm down all right that's a fool your business today that was full yes that was very full i'm so excited so up next will be our guest attorney danaka perry esquire and she's amazing. so amazing so like she's gonna have some awesome stuff for us come back yeah Okay, we're so excited for our guest today. Um, so today we have attorney Danaka Perry Esquire. We mm-hmm. cannot leave that off. Oh my Girl, goodness. you went to school for a very long time to get that ESQ. So <laughs> that's that's what we're going to call you. Um, and just to like shout out a little bit of the many things that Danaka does. So she is a founder at her law firm. Like that's huge.
3: That's huge. Yeah. The humility that's coming is we're not going to allow it. That's huge. I just feel more like a hustler and a scrapper yes. like every other entrepreneur out there. For sure.
0: So tell us about some of the things that um, you, that your law firm handles lead so we can like lead up to to the real deal what we, we want to get <laughs> why, to
3: yeah why we really brought you out here on this <laughs> snowy Saturday well n- many different things and also my background was in civil litigation so oh. was that from Columbia or Howard that was so my law
2: degree was from I just wanted to also throw out the awesome <laughs> oh gosh, <guys, laughs>
3: the awesome school that she went to, to you? you look all of it all of it you're very smart <laughs> no I'm blessed that's, mm. that's it mm-hmm. that's all God's grace you know I I graduated. Thank you, Laudie. Yes, those are my honors. I hear you. <laughs> but um, no, the, the law degree was from Howard, and coming out of that, I went into corporate. But I was doing strictly litigation for mostly banks and financial institutions and hedge funds. Hedge funds. It was a finance shop. And when I started doing my own thing, I was doing lawsuits, but in different areas, uh, not just in the financial sector. But that's just. One part of my practice, I also enjoy tremendously helping entrepreneurs and small business owners create their entities and advising them for the whole host of legal problems Mm -hmm. or just concerns or precautions that they want to take to protect themselves. That's really it. Um, Some of my favorite Businesses to work for are my restaurant clients because when I go, I get to eat for free. Right? <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> that is called reciprocity. You know, right is exactly. <laughs> I don't
3: send a bill, just give me some spaghetti. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I advise businesses, but I also have an estate practice and probate stuff. And I do licensing for, for individuals who have land use issues. I do real estate stuff. I work with artists and entertainers when they are wanting to do branding deals or licensing deals or, you know, sorting out their management and agency agreements. Um, really, whatever the people yeah, want, right? I try to, hands to, in it to fix or, or help with. And what I cannot do, I'm very, very specific about where my my area of expertise He's, does not extend and I refer it to my friends.
2: Yes, I remember when I brought up something when we were first talking you're like, I don't do that. Right. But, but I absolutely. know somebody, like she's like, hold up. Yeah, I think the world yeah.
0: would be a much better place if everybody was if it, very yes, clear on what they about were what good they, to, yes. to talk about Ooh, and not good to say talk it. about. Say it.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> From the White House to the... Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's Yeah, it but, would be nice if you're like, you know what? I'm not an expert of that. I know people who are if you want me to connect you but truly. like that's
3: not my... Truly. Yeah. And I think there's a bit of a misconception with people hear lawyer they think you're jack of you do all trades yeah. but you know i could say i'm a doctor but i might be a heart doctor don't ask me about your eye issues mm-hmm. i will send you to an eye doctor instead. right yeah
2: okay well i feel like this is a good opportunity to just dive in because i have a lot of questions okay. um so you know jj and i have started this project and like at what point does your passion project become a business and we need to start thinking about making it an entity and making it official? Do we need to be making money from it? Is there a certain amount of time? Like, because it's like, I've started a lot of projects that went nowhere. And so it's like, how do you know, when's the time to start? Seeking
3: out someone like a Danaka Perry Esquire. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that truly is not a question that I can answer for any individual. You have to answer that for yourself. But I think that you will know mm. for yourself when you are ready to look to whatever it is that you are doing as a source of income for yourself. Mm. That is when you really should start thinking about making it more than just something that you do. And maybe you're even getting paid from from here and there, that's when you want to make it a business. Outside of that, you know, you can be the the greatest baker in the world, and people can be offering you lots and lots of money. You know, even on a pretty regular basis. But if you're not looking for that to be your your source of how you're going to pay your bills and, and have some some money in your you know in your in your wheelhouse, it doesn't need to be your business, right? But that's that point is is really individualized for each person. Yeah.
0: One thing that I'm learning about is uh, the process of setting up an L
1: Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com Riot, whatever it takes
0: LLC uh-huh. right and I know that that's one of the, one of the things that you do for your clients yes. once you once your client is ready to turn that thing into a business you steer them toward what kind of uh, officializing <laughs> needs to happen yes. right so so there's LLC and then there's incorporating a company.
1: Right. Yes.
0: What are what are the differences in the two and like, and why would I need either?
3: That is a fabulous question <laughs> and I'm not saying that as a time saver because people <laughs> always <laughs> are like oh, yeah, yeah, want a like, great uh, question. Uh, Let me I don't ruminate know. on that. Exactly. But it is one of the most important questions that a lot of people going into business don't consider and they'll choose the wrong one. Mm. So incorporating a business is the Terminology that is used when you are creating a corporation. A corporation, we all have certainly heard of them and we're most familiar with them because those are what are owned through stocks, shares of stock. Mm -hmm. An LLC, LLC is an acronym for Limited Liability Company, is a different type of business structure. It is Very, very different from a corporation. So an LLC actually doesn't get incorporated. That's the language for a corporation. Mm. An LLC is an entity that gets organized, technically. Mm -hmm. But for both of them, whether you're organizing your LLC or incorporating your business, consider that going through the birth canal and coming into the world. (laughs) That's the birth process for for each. A limited liability company does not have stock. Uh-huh. you own it through ownership interest that's what it's called but the way that I like to describe it as it's like a pie uh-huh. so a pie only has three hundred and sixty degrees. Yeah. Yes, really. <laughs> and so, when you want to own that pie, either you're the only owner of it, so you own the whole pie, or if there's two of you, right, one you person, has 50% of pie, yeah. person has fifty percent of pie, other person another fifty percent of the pie. And if you want to bring on other people to invest in you and they to chunk b- off more pie, you are dividing up that pie. Mm-hmm. The pie itself can't get any bigger. Mm. Corporation is a little bit different. When you own it. When you come to the birth canal and yeah. you do the incorporation process, you have a set number of stock that are issued from day one. Uh-huh you can divvy them up to your shareholders and that's who owns your company. If you want to take on more people though, you can always issue more stock. So when you hear about people talking about, oh, they're Series A stock or they're Series B stock, all it is is different points when they were raising money throughout the process of funding this project and who was getting what stocks for what price and certain privileges that come along with it. Stock are taxed differently than the way limited liability companies uh-huh. get taxed. When you own a corporation, you get taxed on not only the profits that the uh, company is generating, which you hope to get, when you sell your stock and you make a profit. So uh-huh. if you, when you first got your stock, when the fir- company first went, you know, uh, into existence for a penny uh-huh. and you sell your stock later when it becomes, you know, the next big thing for a hundred bucks, uh-huh. that nine hundred dollars and 99 cents that you earned, Uh you're going to pay taxes on, as well as the taxes that you're paying just on the profits that you're getting from the company, as well as (laughs) any taxes or any income that you're getting through dividends, which is money that the board of directors decides they want to issue four times a year to every shareholder of their company. So really, there's three opportunities for Uncle Sam to come and take from you when you are a shareholder, potentially. (laughs) You know, a lucrative company. It's not always that if you're a yeah. corporation you ain't making no money that don't let me scare you off uh-huh. please, please, please. <laughs> but that is why um when smaller businesses are first starting out it's much simpler to just have an LLC just for the tax purposes oh. alone because you're and not is having a deal sorry, is that the all.
2: liability the the L of the liability it's based on what you're liable for in paying taxes no,
3: but that's a great question. Thank you for bringing that up. Although conceptually, you're absolutely right because you aren't liable right. for this, for the taxes the same kind of way as a corporation is. The liability is if anybody, if your company, in the name of the company, takes on certain debt, say you want to buy a building and for whatever reason, you can't pay the mortgage, and now the, the building is going into foreclosure because they're like, y'all owe us this money, and you haven't been paying the mortgage because the business ain't making enough money, and we don't want to hear it, and we are going to take this thing back, and we, or we're going to sue you you know you individually owners of this business mm. they can't come for you for me. They as can a come person. for the business can, as a exactly that makes sense. Sense. or if your business ever gets sued heaven forbid uh-huh. and the person who's suing you wins the lawsuit mm-hmm. They cannot come to you personally to get the money. And go, from, and go, into, your
0: to go right. into your pocket. To go into your
3: pocket. They can only go into the business's pocket. And you, I do not like calling the name of the occupant of the Oval Office. But <laughs> one of the ways that he has gotten away with not having to... to to have his own mm. pockets attached is because he's been doing everything through, through limited mm. liability companies. That means you ain't gonna come from me. The company can go right. broke. Yeah. The companies can go but bankrupt fifty million times, but my pockets are right. are loaded.
0: And this just illustrates again like something that we want to highlight in this uh, with this podcast is a lot of that kind of knowledge is just like Institutional for some people, and like secondhand because it's been passed down from generation to generation. And we need to become more familiar with these types of things. The literacy is
2: important. Yeah.
3: Tremendously. And this isn't complicated. It Mm. really isn't. It's not a matter of, oh, people won't understand it. They will certainly understand it. We know about a discount. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We know about wanting to save some money. That's true. It's just a question of, is anybody sharing the information with you? Right.
2: And do we know the right questions to ask? I think that that's the heart, especially around tax time. I know that I'm just now beginning to advocate for myself a little more and talk about these things. Whereas before it's like, all right h&r block or whatever company i'm using like whatever you want to do for me right you
3: know and so i would say even when you're using a, a professional go in and ask them what are my small business deductions what give me the most mm-hmm. that i can can present to you mm-hmm. so that you can minimize my tax burden even that alone that will say oh okay they're in the know right and we'll mm-hmm. be able to say all right i need you to bring me these you know These statements or these bills or tally it all up and let me know how much you're paying for X, Y, Z. And then also things like traveling. Real story. I went on vacation to see a wonderful friend over in Switzerland. It just so happened while I was there, met some people who needed some some work done, and and so got a new client. But now, it was a, a business trip. Of, it's a business trip because <laughs> yes. legit, I started working yeah. during that trip and incurring. You know, take them out to dinner. This is a business mm-hmm. meeting. Fifty percent of that of that bill, I get to use to lower my tax burden. Right. So a lot of business travel, a lot of you know, educational things that you spend money on you get to say uh-uh Uncle Sam I'm doing my part I'm hustling and it's costing me money right. so you should not be charging me no taxes.
2: Right yeah and I feel like it, even in thinking because you have like my gears working of like alright is it, is it time for us to take that next step it's like how would we even get so say I'm a small business I know that this is something I'm serious about I want to be able to talk through the income. I want to be able to present my business as an entity going forward. What is my first step if I don't have you? (laughs) If
3: you don't have me, and you're ready to go through the birth canal to, to, to really create your LLC, I would advise you to speak to some attorney. Now, there are all kinds of tools that are available online. We're in the information age, wherein people can... I will say, do their best, and they really do do their best with the best of intentions to create their own entities, to get themselves out the birth canal. I cannot tell you how much business I have gotten from folks who attempted to self-deliver, be their own midwife, and did it improperly. When it comes to LLCs, something that people should keep in mind is that every single state in America, has a different set of laws for limited liability companies in their states. Wow. Something that I see quite often is folks will think, oh gosh, it's so expensive to create an LLC here in New York. Mm-hmm. I'll just go and do one you know, in another state. Oh, I hear a lot of people going to Delaware because that's a great place to do business. So I'll make my Delaware LLC. What they don't understand is that If you're actually going to be doing your business out of New York, the state of New York will treat you as what they call a foreign um, entity. Mm. And you have to get the state's permission to operate your business legitimately Mm. in New York if you want to be an entity that was created outside of New York. And the cost of becoming—the term is domesticated, air quotes, but that's the legal term— that is more expensive than how you had just, just started in New York to wow. begin with. Do it right the first so, time. Do it right the first time yeah. and quite frankly talk to somebody who knows how to do it right. Right.
0: How much does the um, the process cost for like setting up an LLC and like what's the timeline? Are we talking about like a month or two months or is it just like quick snap your fingers and go to somebody and Snap your fingers?
2: And, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> So black yes, and proud.
0: Yeah, we do have a song for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So how? So what's that process like? How long does it take, and how much does it typically cost? I guess depending on the type of LLC.
3: Well. Thank you for that one. <laughs> dropping these gems. No, you're the gem dropper. I great. know. We're you're just, just, picking you're them just
0: up. trying to get into your brain and get no, some of No, that's gems. an important
3: question because that the cost of creating the LLC is often what keeps a lot of people from creating the LLC. Exactly. So, it depends. I'm sorry to say it uh-huh. depends. New York with their funky laws that are specific just to New York. They're different as soon as you cross state lines. Huh. Jersey, uh, Connecticut, All of it, but just I'm only going to answer for New York. It will depend on the location that you want to use for your business address. Because in New York, you are going to have to run ads. In two newspapers. What? For, yes. This is a part of the process. It's not the first step in Wait, the process. Wait, two
2: newspapers? Ex- what is this? It's 2019. <laughs> exactly.
3: Ex- it's antiquated. Right. In Into physical print newspapers? Physical print newspapers. And let me tell you, to the, <laughs> to the issue about, you know, people going online doing their own things. Like, but I heard the radio ad that said I could be a LLC in just five minutes. And I just had to give them a credit card. Oh. No. No process takes about four months, really soup to nuts, uh-huh. to do it correctly and to finish That's everything really to that know. the law yeah. requires. Now, this is just new york mm-hmm. so i'm only answering for new york yeah. and i also would like to say i am here speaking to you guys because you're amazing i am not here to give legal advice to any specific individual yes. and so you know don't take it, this as gospel Call, talk to an attorney yes, <laughs> That's the yes. Same. that is the disclaimer talk <laughs> to an attorney she's broadly speaking
0: the direction that you need to go yes yeah. exactly yeah. but
3: broadly speaking the cost that it's going to take to run Those two newspaper ads varies depending on the county that you are in. For a, just broadly, a a New York business, it can be anywhere from, again, soup to nuts, just not the papers Mm -hmm. because there are filing fees uh, attached for the different things that have to get filed. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you let a lawyer handle this, really. (laughs) But I'd say if you have about, uh, if you're in New York City, you need about $2,000, Manhattan. But- over here in Brooklyn your cost is going to drop down to about 8 or 900 okay. for for all of it if you're in like Albany or something yeah. it's like 200 300 bucks crazy California there's no newspaper requirement because they're wow. with the twenty
2: first century. Right. Yeah, they're like, uh, we're all drinking green juice listening to our Thank podcast. You. So Living no newspapers their best over here. life right. in the
3: sunshine. <laughs> and so their their process for setting up uh, an entity is much uh, simpler. It takes at the most about three weeks because there's there's communication that has to go between you and the State Department, and they have to confirm things. And it is what it is. But the actual price tag of that—don't quote me on this because uh, I haven't done one in a couple of months for California—but it's definitely no more than two hundred fifty dollars.
0: So I know that. Uh, one of the services that your, uh, law firm offers is small business advising. Yes. So I, I just imagine that you've really, uh, seen some, some stuff in your day. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, and it, when it comes to challenges that your clients go through and, and starting and growing their businesses, seeing ideas and products through, through, through to fruition, um, so can you just kind of give us some uh, some broad things that early entrepreneurs uh, end up facing, and maybe how to prepare for those things?
2: Ooh,
3: he's a journalist. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> can tell. <laughs> <laughs> tell. That's that's because I know we got like some some budding entrepreneurs
0: listening to this. Uh, one, first this of
3: all, go forth and prosper, my people. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. business ownership is the number one road to wealth in America, period, full stop. Say it it one
0: more time. Yes,
3: business ownership is the number one road to wealth in America. That's it. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, and you know what? I can only speak for myself and my family. The expectation was, if you work really hard—I and I mean, really hard—from can't see to can't
1: see—that <laughs> you will get yourself.
2: <laughs> Wait, where are you from
3: originally? Because these these right. sayings sound because I yes. right. sound like they came from, I'm from Mississippi. From the yes, yes. Where are you from? So I'm—I was born and raised in Hartford, Connecticut, but my mama is from the Delta. Of there yeah. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's all I know right so I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and I don't know anything about look. these <laughs> oh wow
0: so, <laughs> sometimes I say stuff like that and she's like so I'm, what? I'm
2: like what, what from they... can't see to can't see but you know what I mean <laughs> yes. I do but that is the culture and that is the language of black culture binds Yes, us all right. is that I've from. never heard that before
3: right. I've never had a grandparent say <laughs> that but I knew what you meant exactly exactly meant. Yeah. and I hope that the people yeah, in your listening audience from can't see you working hard. <laughs> we know about hard work. Yeah. Right. But simply earning a salary is not, not gonna going to it. get yes. you there. Let me just put this out there for context. When I truly, truly understood the difference in the way that I just was getting taxed from when I was working really, really hard. From can't see to can't see Mm -hmm. for somebody else and getting a paycheck was happy with my paycheck and really wasn't mad about having to pay taxes because I just figured, okay they're almost taking half of my check between the state, between the city, between, you know, the federal government and Social Security. I'm pretty much walking away with maybe 65 percent of what's coming in. But, hey, I'm grateful for that. I can pay my bills. But that's from my labor. That is from working so very, very hard. Right. When you own a business, you don't even have to be actively involved in the management and the operation. Other people can be doing that stuff. Maybe I. You gotta come in here mm-hmm. and preach the knocker. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, <laughs> when you are investing in someone else's business, you might not be doing the grind. But when it comes time, when the profits get divvied, if I had a seat at the table, then they owe me a check. But you know what? I really didn't have to work that hard for that check. But that check could be even more than what I was getting from myself salary when i really had to burn and grind and slave oh wait i shouldn't use that word but i'm talking about like <laughs> <laughs> but well, to just expend a tremendous amount of effort but i will only get taxed very 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 little and I can also write off so much more that I probably don't even have to pay taxes on it. So what does that mean? When Mark Zuckerberg says, you know, I and no shade to him, no shade to him at all. One of my classmates was one of his co-founders, the five people that created Facebook. Is
0: it one of the twins?
3: Not one of the twins, (laughs) but one of those guys and retired at like 29. Wow. Doing great in this life. But when he says, you know, I'm going to suspend my salary for, you know, the next however long Mm -hmm. because my company, you know, needs to to save money, that isn't exactly altruism right. because he's not actually making his money through his salary. Right. He's making his money through being a stockholder, as we said at the top, of his company. So all those hundreds of billions of dollars that he is getting is through his ownership of the business, not actually through mm, you right. know a salary itself. So he can work for a dollar and still be rich. And you know what? He ain't got to pay taxes on that money that mm. he's getting through the ownership of the business. So... Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even matter. It does now. No, no. Oh, so like, you know, things to just
2: think right. about when you're starting out. When you're
3: starting out, I know this isn't like legally stuff, no, but just this is, no, this is broadly good. speaking, you know, stay connected to to whatever keeps you strong, whether it's your faith community, whether it's your friends, family, whatever. And uh be fearless and courageous and trust that Whatever it is that got put in you that is creating that burn and that passion is going to sustain you on your entrepreneurial journey. You're Perfect. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys so are. God. You're so. I, I'm so proud of you two no. and Aww. this entity and this space because you are you are providing the critical resource that our community so desperately needs yeah and it's the information
0: yeah, yeah. it is the information we have
2: I just talked to my dad about this this morning my dad is very business-minded and we have all he's like if I could bottle resiliency yes! and innovation yes. and strength we'd, from, be in Wakanda. we'd be in Wakanda <laughs> and so we have all of that what we don't always have is the resources and the knowledge of like how to start right because once you right. give us that right. and that's on purpose, right? Because once you give us that, right, you cannot stop us. We have the best brains. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm and it's like at, th- at, yeah, this point, at, <laughs> at, at this point, at this point, the black people that are still walking this planet, we are superhuman. I love it. Yes. We, we should we should be gone by now. They've tried so hard. <laughs> you know what? They've tried so hard. Facts. And the fact, Come on, right? Evangelist. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're like we're like almost mutants now because it's like. What, what, slavery didn't yeah. take us. Yo, AIDS didn't take us. Who are you Trump Didn't
3: take us. Trump ain't took us, and Trump, Trump ain't took and us and His own lawyer was he like, "She's coming for y'all. Right? She hates Trump all of you." Trump that was like, <laughs> "Listen, right? We have a lot of historical trauma that we have not processed, mm-hmm. begun to unpack, or healed from. That is still informing." So many areas of our life. Yes. Now, we all know that our people did not grow up in some damn cotton field. Right. But that is a point of reference for so many of us, Mm -hmm. for so many of our parents, our our forefathers and and foremothers, that on some subconscious level— for too many of us, our point of reference is being someone else's property right? Mm-hmm. and thinking that our worth and our value and the highest potential for us is only through labor. Mm-hmm. I'm just Gems. putting it Zanaka out there. Stanaka just- Perry's <laughs>
2: Wire. Come and back
3: you anytime. don't come back in here. Oh my goodness. With all the gems. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there for somebody. I hope it, it feeds someone. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. It's gonna gonna. And also, up right you know, now. people like swag. People like free stuff. Right. But if you really are going to do this thing, if you're really going to do this thing, you're going to have to work so, so hard. Yeah. Really. But the thing is, if you love it, it's not going to feel like labor. It's going to feel time consuming. Right. It's, and it's going to take sacrifices, but you, you're going to be excited. And you're going to make so many extraordinary connections and relationships. It's going to be, you know, a joy ride. So, but it's going to take a lot of effort. So value your effort. Appropriately price what you are offering, you know, whether it's the, the baddest, you know, dress for someone or whether it's the most amazing you know, story on, you know, a journey that you created that you think is going to help someone else. A manual for entrepreneurs. JJ, I'm looking right at you. I, I would be at the book <laughs> release. Uh, you want books? Really? Right. To yeah.
2: Absolutely. Make our vision board in here, please. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much and we're going to want you back. So this be prepared so because fun. I also know you do all like landlord negotiate, like all of that stuff and like. That's all stuff we just need to know so much about. All so right. thank you so much, Danaka. Thank we you love you, guys. I love you. Yes. This is so much fun. This is my first time. I really appreciate it. I'm not forget. Yes. Well, here's to many more. Thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless. I love that. Yeah. we're so great black people are just a gift so on to our last segment which is our llc segment stands for learned loved canceled something that we learned love canceled all of the above uh from our week so i'll get started my learned this week was how deep black support can go mm-hmm. even like we're just a family And so where I got this from is after watching Jordan Woods on um, the red table, there were some bloggers and some Instagram people, Lovey being one of them, who I know, like, I don't think anyone in the black community has been caping for Jordan Woods. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like you have been connected to these black culture vampires for so long and like. Mm -hmm never, never even approached it as like you were kinfolk. And so what's that?
0: And black culture vampires you're talking about the Kardashians. Oh yeah. I just want to be clear. I, I just want to be to Kardashian-Jenner. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I hate saying their name, but yeah. And so I, I don't think she was ever like on our prayer list, like because we didn't, I don't think she was a part of us. I don't think we were a part of her, but coming out of this, I've seen a lot of black women just say like, number one, she's 21. So mm-hmm. if she made a mistake, We all have. Number two, I'll be damned if I let these culture vultures drag this black girl for doing what has made them rich. We wouldn't know Kim Kardashian if she didn't have a sex tape with Ray J. Mm. Y'all have been benefiting from taking black women's black men. Kanye included. What? Who knows what happened to Lamar Odom? They chewed him up and spit him out. Mm. And so it's like you guys have been doing this, and now you're millionaires. You have the nerve nerve to drag this 21 year old girl, whether she did it or not. And then Khloe Kardashian's bringing her 35 year old ass coming in saying, "You wrecked my home. He's been cheating on you for a very long time, and no one wrecked your home but him." Mm. And so I just like appreciated that black love. Black family love runs so deep that we'll pick Jordan up and be like, come on, girl. Right. And then they
0: also do the same thing with Black China. Yes. Like, even though that was like no cheating, she was just like sticking with yes. Rob and had a child with him. Yes. But she was like not invited to the Yes. The house They've dogged on- her. Yeah. Now they
2: don't know her. They barely know Rob. So it's like, it's just mm-hmm. th- they will, they cannot, they would not exist without Black without blood. Black Blood. Mm-hmm. That's why they're vampires. And so Jordan, unfortunately, is their new black blood. And so it's just like we we get it. We see what you're doing. And I've just appreciated whatever Jordan Woods has done or not done, whatever she feels about her blackness, however she's contributed to the culture. I appreciate that the aunties of our culture have been like, including Jada, have been like, you know what, girl, come in here. Like come around here, right. like we're just like, lay, lay yeah, on my, lay on right. My bosom. Let lay on my bosom, mm-hmm. like we're not gonna let them rip you apart. So, yeah. um, it was, that that was a good reminder that like we'll just be here for each other. Yeah,
0: I'm down with that. Yeah, I could, I don't, I don't see it for the like literally anybody of that.
2: that I mentioned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say that, but just like. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, just the the exploitation without representation that mm. occurs routinely in tech and Facebook this time specifically. Yeah. But I totally the the few the first few minutes that I did watch of the of the red table talk with Jordan was I did feel that it was very much like your family. Yeah, we're, we're gonna not going to let
2: it. them drag you. Yeah, we're yeah. not. And I felt that. And even if you made a mistake, we're not going to let them crucify you because of the because they've made money off the same mistakes.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: down with that. Yeah, so I appreciated that. And then my love this week. So... You know, I don't watch award shows. I didn't watch the Oscars. What I do, though, is follow at Danielle Young. She was an editor at The Root. Now she's at Essence. Mm -hmm. She does the freaking best Instagram story commentaries of award shows that I've ever seen. Uh It's so good. So I feel like I've watched it. But what I loved from it this year isn't even about the Oscars. Um, A video came out later on Instagram. Of Regina King after she won uh, for If Beale Street, standing waiting to get her nameplate put on her Oscar. It touched me in a way because she, number one, she was just standing there at first like, the, the guy putting her nameplate on was like did you expect it just like talking to her and she's like I mean I knew we were doing something special but I didn't know and it's like another actress I think that one for the favorite came up next to her and she's like congrats lady like she just was so it was such a moment and we like got to be a part of it and she wasn't saying anything but we you got to feel like Regina King's been doing this for forever
0: since so, 227 or probably before that right <laughs>
2: like she was a literal child yeah. and so like to see her be getting this and it's like it doesn't validate her now that she has an oscar but it, le- it at least lets you know that the oscars have some sense because if beale street could talk it was beautiful yeah. um and to just watch her be so in in love and so light and so just like reflective of the mm-hmm. moment that was happening was beautiful mm-hmm. um and then in turn uh, from the cohen testimony there was a picture of aoc and some other brown women just making the face like you better like right. they just were like oh we about to go in like we're gonna learn the truth and so my love this week is just like the non-verbal communication that happens i'm sure it happens with everyone but you know it i just love
0: with with black folks yes Like we have this like you know, I that's funny. I um I I'm just not remembering this. I went to um so Emil Wilbikin is uh he used to be the editor of Vibe and he since started this um this company called Native Sun, which kind of acts as an agency but also like advocacy for black gay men. Mm-hmm. Um and he had the um the the annual uh Native Sun Awards celebrating black gay ex- excellence. And um, on my way. So, so they honored Michael Arsenault, who has a book out, and they also honored George Faison, who's a choreographer. Um, and then they it was sponsored by Belvedere, mm-hmm. so we they gave us like these Belvedere bottles to take home. And on on the train, there was this like other black guy sitting next to me, and he just looked like. He looked like he had a really sweet face, but mm-hmm. he looked tired. Like, he just looked like he had like his, his construction boots and like these, you know, these jeans that had paint on them and stuff. And mm-hmm. he looked like he had like a, a long day. And so I just, I was like, you know what? I don't really like vodka that much. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna give him this, this, uh, this Belvedere. And so, I'm like, hey man, you like vodka? And he was like, hell yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I love us. I love us. And he was just like, wow. You know, so it's like to your point that nonverbal communication. We're you could family. Just feel it, like emanating off him, like, man, I'm fucking ready to go home after yeah. a long day. And I didn't even, he didn't say anything to me or like look at me even. But I felt that and was like, you know what? He probably would yeah. what I do to And
2: that is culture. Yeah. And language. I feel like whenever there's talks about like as black Americans, we don't have a culture or a language because we don't have a cultural connection back to Africa, most of us. That is that is a language. Yeah,
0: the sticking together and the feeling each other in our like weariness. Yes. Like, that is that's that a is culture the, that and a language,
2: language yeah. and a family. Yeah. I love us so <laughs> freaking much. Uh so yeah, that was my loved and learned. What about you?
0: so my first one I'm canceling um Green Book <laughs> <laughs> and I want this to be but like not Mahershala. not Mahershala he because, looks so
2: beautiful at the Oscars I mean, he's,
0: he always looks Ooh. beautiful mm, yeah but I mean I this I want this I want this to be the last thing that I say about Green Book because I just feel like we need to box it up and put it up on top of the shelf as one of those things that happened um so, Green Book, uh, piggybacking off of your Oscars commentary, it won for Best Picture, uh, beating out a lot of other <laughs> really good movies. And I was, one, surprised, but not surprised that it won because I think people love a good, feel-good racial movie Yes, um, that somehow, you know, puts these puts a white friend and black friend together and and the black friend accepts this white person despite all their racism or the white person accepts this black person despite all their blackness and <laughs> and they just become besties and then racism is solved. And one, I'm tired of that, but I won't but that's I feel like that's that's well tread ground, so I won't go into that. But I'm just like really what what really upset me was seeing so many like Non people of color going up to like accept the Oscar. Oh yeah, for for Green Book, and also,
2: I mean, it was it, written by.
0: It was written by people who were not even like even adjacent to like the the main characters' life, mm-hmm. the, the character that Mahershala uh, Ali was playing. Um, so that's well tread ground. The fact that you know we just love a good racial. Uh, reconciliation fantasy mm-hmm. but just the fact that they they couldn't even bother to incorporate Don Shirley's family um, into the making of this movie and they, just they...
2: how influential Don Shirley is right. he wasn't just like some random composer like and,
0: and somehow Viggo Martin's character became the centerpiece the of the yeah. of the
2: he worked for him yeah
0: so I came across his comment on Amanda Seals's I Instagram.
2: saw that too that's what I was gonna just talk <laughs> really? about really yeah What's up? (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what my comment was gonna be. So
0: I'm just gonna read this and then I'll be done with it. But it it pretty much sums up um, the The why Green Book is so problematic to me. It says, white people want Green Book to be culturally groundbreaking, like Moonlight or If Bill Street Could Talk. But what you all refuse to acknowledge is that you took one of the the greatest composers, if not the greatest, in American history and made a film about his fucking driver. Films about black history written by white people will never be loved in black communities because it will never be the truth. It will always be 90 minutes of feel-good exposition to comfort the audience, white people. If you want to use an icon to make you feel better about your past racist tendencies, take Elvis and make a movie about the black man that used to write his music and produce his sound and how that taught him to appreciate black Americans. So I'm down for all the going back and retelling the stories. But if we're going to retell it, let's start to put the black people at the center of a lot of these stories where they have been excluded. Not right. hearing about Don Shirley's driver who, like, made him a less racist person. I don't think that is helpful for moving us forward in uh, the racial dialogue in 2019. So that's all I have for that one. Mm-hmm. And then, my, um, so my love is Headspace. And Headspace is a mindfulness app that has different sessions for you. You to log on to every day, and just um, you can take five minutes, ten minutes where there's a voice guiding you um, through. Uh, a meditation. There's a really calming British voice.
2: <laughs> they have new voices now. Really? Yeah. Well, the sleep ones. Because remember, it was just that oh, guy. Right. Yeah, but yeah, the sleep yeah, ones, right. it's a lady, and I really like it. Okay. Well, I, prefer... I do. I do Headspace too because it's JJ now.
0: Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so I prefer the guy because it's just really soothing, um, and he sounds like someone I might want to be friends with. Yeah.
2: White men's voices don't <laughs> soothe me. <laughs> they make me nervous. Uh, <laughs>
0: why, why I do like this <laughs> um, so yeah so every day I mean I'm not I, I wish I were more or better about it because I do feel the benefits every time I use Headspace so I need to be more intent about it but I would say like most days out of the week I use it and it's just a reminder of how important mindfulness is and it's almost like when you think about how our world works today and how the nature of work is today and the nature of communication is today how could you not need 10 minutes right. to like just do absolutely nothing don't get yeah. your phone don't text anybody don't listen to anything don't like read don't even read anything but just like take a moment for your brain where you're not processing anything and if it really does wonders. Yeah, you know? it does. And it's like, yeah, just a reminder to folks. Well, one, to download Headspace and try it if you don't um, have it. But two, just to, like, take a moment um, and and cut out. Don't watch anything. Don't, like, um, listen to anything. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah. Just, like, take a moment to yourself in your room or wherever and just focus on your breathing for 10 minutes and, like, watch how miraculous uh it feels yeah. yeah that's really it
2: what a good note to end on because that is super important um we did a lot today
0: <laughs> yeah, i'm tired i'm really so, tired it's like take a nap and then and go like, get some brunch and, yeah,
2: yeah and like just enjoy but um, okay that is it for us this week thank you guys for coming back thank we're like you. so excited to be on this journey with share you share
0: the episode yes and review us and leave comments yes and, um, send feedback and send it to your friends and if you learn something from our guests um, you know feel free to let us know Please, us yes so I'm on I'm on Twitter yeah. at JJ McCorvey JJ MCC also we have a podcast Podcast, Twitter or mm-hmm. a, a Twitter for our a podcast. Twitter
2: podcast.
0: Um, so your business pod, Y O B U S I N E S S P O D. So follow us there and Shannon, you're on.
2: Yeah. If you want to just like check out my Instagram story and then like leave a comment or something in my DM, <laughs> I'm at A-N-U-C creature so c-r-e-a-t-u-r-e um and i might be putting up a picture of my like dope 90s twist so you'll want to check it out
0: (laughs) yeah they are fly yeah thank you
2: all right love you guys Bye. bye bye